everybody. Welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you, Corey. Um, we we are now post finding out about the iPhone 15. Um, did you know? Yeah. Um, USB C on on an iPhone. Who who would have thought? Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I see the the thread and logic, but also I'm like, do we really? Is that? Do we need that? Well, we're um, do, you do know, we? I we're gonna dig in because today, um, no games today, Corey. Um, hate to it's say, all today, the, it's the iPhone, the, the Apple it's showcase, all iPhone, man. It's it's <laughs> all. It is specifically a pros and cons list about USB C. I better not hear my voice in an AI-generated <laughs> statement. <laughs> and we're going to go. So let's do it. Um, no, I'm, you know, it's it's about time for me to upgrade. Um, I, you know, I'm c- cool with it. Um, I yeah. have, a, you know, I have more and more stuff that has USB-C. So, yeah, it's one less. I can, I can just pop it up into something and... You know, that's uh, I think one of the coolest things, not that I necessarily have a use case for it, but one of the coolest things that I heard that will be nice is that depending on your cable, it'll support, you know, just that kind of like one plug, um, mm-hmm. like being able to pop in a USB-C and like uh, mirror your video up on a monitor or something which like you know for the longest time with lightning you were having to like have a dongle or have some sort of like whatever Mm -hmm. um but that's cool you know if you want to you know if you're doing a presentation you're like hey um you seen this tiktok everybody like let's let's pop this up on the on the (laughs) thing um so that's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm I'm here for it. Um, also, titanium iPhones. That's kind of neat too. IPhone. You um, play Assassin's Creed Mirage on your iPhone. You can. That's bag. Good segue, Corey. iPhone Pros are the new gaming console. Assassin's Creed Mirage. What else did they say? Resident uh, Evil Four. Resident Evil Four. Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe I don't Ugh. know. <laughs> Mortal Kombat One. What? Yeah. It'll I mean, be a little better, better than, than it does. Huh? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, Corey. A little better than you. it was on the Switch. Yeah. 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 It looks really, really bad. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. I, um. Yeah. Let's let's dive in. Let's talk about things. We got a lot of news. There's also stuff yeah. dropping. Um, speaking of, uh, Mortal Kombat 1, um, we've talked about it before, terrible name, um, but apparently, name. apparently a wonderful game. Yeah, um, great reviews. Yeah, people are really loving it. It's Mortal Kombat. They've, they've been killing it the last, whoever knows how long, 10 years. I mean, every Mortal Kombat. 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> every Mortal Kombat for a while has been just like a... A banger people are loving it but yeah the um <laughs> it, it's it's out on the switch as well and the switch it looks like a playstation board, one game it's getting it's getting dr- dragged drug um for being dumped on yeah it for being really really bad looking um 
it's, it's, I, so there are two reasons for it. Like it's one is that it costs $70. So like if you, if you own anything else, um, you are paying the same amount for this game as you would any other version. Um, but it's also very, very like obviously (laughs) a bad port where it's like, yes, I mean, texture, like not even just textures, like it's not even like bad versions of texture. It's like there, there are a lot of memes of people like doing like bulging eyes. Like that, that's the thing. Like is people just like every person seems like they don't emote anything other than big old bulging eyes. And it's this weirdo thing that I don't understand. Like it's, no. it is one of, it's one of those, like to me as a, like if I, if I had a console, if I was the like sole distributor and maker of a console and this game was put on my doorstep and was like, Hey, do you want it out there? Do you not? Even for the like potential money that I would get from it, I would just be like, man, this is just this abomination it, yeah, should not exist. In the, it's disgusting <laughs> in the world. We a need vile just, act of evil, <laughs> right? It it just it's so weird that like that because that's the thing is you can't fault you can't really fault Nether Realm or whoever did the port. I don't know who did the port for the. Switch. I mean, um. A finger has to get pointed somewhere. Yeah, and I'm sure you can, but it is it is one of those things where you do like you have to feel in part that is like the limitation of the console. Oh, to, yeah, 100%. to be like yeah. we have to bring this over here. This is the only way it will happen. Um it's difficult to fault the the developers for just doing their mm. best. <laughs> Yes, I think yeah, is I, I think guess. a way of framing it. Um, but yeah, it um it, it don't look good. Um maybe when the switch everywhere two comes else. out. Yeah, everywhere else it looks great. Um and maybe when the switch two comes out, maybe they'll re-release it. Maybe it'll look great. Who knows? Um, um it almost looks like they use completely different um like avatars for it mm-hmm. than they are using for the uh, regular or like the other console releases. Um, yeah. It's interesting. And, that, to, and to, I, to take a more practical view instead of just dunking on it. It's, it feels like a very distinct, not even, not only a downgrade in graphics and fidelity, but like, no, this is almost like a different set of, um, Oh, what's the word for it? Uh, NVIDIA assets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. that they're using like it, it it the distinction is so distinct that i'm like this almost feels like there's a whole another team just making this game but for the switch and then everyone else is doing it for everything else yeah um not saying that's the case but it's so jarring no it does and it does feel like it and the combination of like apparently there is um like a lot of frame rate hits like horrendous load times apparently even like i'm not i'm not like fully privy on like what was supposed to launch when but like 
apparently there's also some stuff that's like not launching right away on the switch, which mm. also is like a, it, it's just one of those things again, where it's like at some point you just kind of be like, man, eh, maybe, I mean, yeah. who really wanted this anyway? <laughs> just, it looks great on PS five and mm-hmm. everywhere else. Like yeah, phenomenal just, actually. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, I mean, if you, if you want it, um, I, would, I wouldn't like, get it for the switch. Well, there. I mean, if you want a fighting game for the Switch, let me let me plug this. Dragon Ball Fighters, go get it on the Switch. Yeah. I own it on both PlayStation Four Ooh. and Switch. Flex. Plays virtually identical. Well, I bought it on the I bought it on the PlayStation mm-hmm. whenever it first came out. Played it and played it some. Enjoyed it. Really had a great time. Um, and then it came out on Switch, and they started having all the DLC characters. I was like, you know. I was like, this would be kind of just a nice thing to have on the go. So I got it, got it on there, and it has had, it's served that on a couple of occasions where it's like, hey, I've been able to like take it over and pop it somewhere and like couch play somebody. But like, you know, plays virtually the same. Don't even notice. That's how it should be. That, that's how, that's how, they, <laughs> that's how that experience should be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mortal Kombat 1. I I might play it. Not on Switch, though. Maybe. No, 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 no. You want to know what else has great reviews, Chris? What, Corey? Uh, Lies of P, shockingly. Yeah, boy. The uh, Souls-like Pinocchio-inspired uh, oh. game. Timothy with Chalamet. Fantic. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I was shocked to see how well that has scored. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's hovering around like an 86 on Metacritic. So, uh, yep. The good games just don't stop coming. It's also on Game Pass where I'm going to probably pick it up and play it this week. And I'm kind of looking forward to it, if I'm being honest. It is. um, So, Metacritic has it at 81 currently, which is only. Okay, so it's gone down a little bit. Yeah, but it's only two points below Starfield, my friend. It is. It is right there. It's nibbling on Starfield's uh, business. Um, it's, but to be uh, fair, Starfield was also a little review bombed. But yeah, yeah, not severely. Um, yeah, yeah. But maybe Liza P was too. Maybe some Timothy Chalamet haters. You never know. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for Lies of P because it's, it feels it, very much a U game. Well, I really enjoyed. Um, Really enjoyed Bloodborne. Love Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, I enjoy a good Souls like. Not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I don't. Yeah, no. Um, you and love the fact that like Lies of P. Apparently, one of the reasons that it's doing so well is that people are like, "Hey, it's actually like it's got its own stuff." One of the things being like, there's like a whole weapon customization thing. There's some like special skills that you can use. Apparently, the like the world is very compelling too. Mm-hmm. And there is actually like in keeping with the Pinocchio thing, there's actually like a lying system where yep. you can, you can actually like narratively like tell lies to NPCs and it like affects things and stuff. So it's like it's supposed to be pretty cool. So I'm, I'm very excited to check it out. Yeah. Um, I've seen the, um, the shtick of that, so to speak mm-hmm. is within that world robots or puppets, quote unquote, yep. can't lie, but 
Pinocchio is the exception. And so during certain situations, you can essentially like be as a person and lie your way through an event or uh, trick someone into um, gaining access to somewhere where you shouldn't be because now you've lied mm-hmm. to them about it. And yeah, that does affect your endings depending on if you tell the truth or, or if you lie, which I think is a, a very fun mechanic. I've seen there's only a couple of different endings. And so it's very, it's kind of that mass effect route of like you go one way or the other. There's no mm-hmm. real blend of the two, but I still think it's a neat like idea of it to dictate how you play your game. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, yeah. Corey, um, new games coming out, new games. Mm. Uh, I mean, just constant. I mean, Assassin's Creed Mirage and all looks of these great. other things coming out. It, it, um, it looks shockingly great. <laughs> and then, I mean, we'll get into it later, but like, you know, the, um, Nintendo direct and, uh, state of play i mean had mm-hmm. stuff just kind of like coming out where it's like hey this is actually coming out in the next few months get excited yeah. about it um so yeah let's let's talk about some of those things Corey, state of play you loved it right state of play i thought it was pretty good i, I compared to uh the nintendo direct which we're gonna get to which i don't think the nintendo direct um i don't think i was expecting anything on the N- nintendo direct going mm-hmm. into it so but we'll get into that state of play thought it was very good they it was really i, I would say what three games really shown off with the, like a mix um of a couple other things because they did a gameplay presentation of hell divers 2 okay. um which i guess looks solid i'm um, not quite my cup of tea um but graphically it looked good um i thought how they presented it um I understood like what was happening. I understood the concepts of the game, having never played a hell diver. Um, and I was like, okay, I, I could like, if this was a free game, uh, I would probably pick this up and play it. It looks fun, um, yeah. but it's not. And you know, I only have so much money and that's going to be uh, dedicated <laughs> to a 2024's game of the year, uh, final fantasy seven rebirth. What? Um, I mean, what, what, Chris, what, what is it? What? How's it, how's it feel right now to know that we already have next year's like game of the year discussion decided? How does, how does it feel to know I still have not played Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> I mean, I know you haven't. And so that's why when I say that Rebirth is the game of the year next year, you can't rebuff me because you have there's no ground for you to stand on. At the I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I, I know. I mean, but... Proceed. Someone, someone, oh, yeah. someone, clip that and send that to me. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, go, but no. So, so Corey, I'm actually at a disadvantage somewhat with this because, like, I didn't actually like watch. I never watched the state of play. Like, mm. I watched some highlights. I saw mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that happened. Um, but unlike the Nintendo Direct, which I did have like in the background while I was working, um, the state of play I just completely just did not even see. So, you know, you're, you're leading the charge on this one. Um, the, I did see the hell divers two thing. Cool. I played hell divers one, um, enjoyed it. Didn't necessarily like love the loop of it. So it didn't really hook me. Not super excited about hell divers two, probably for that reason, but it plays well. It's a cool game. If you like yeah. hell divers one, I'm sure you'll like a hell divers two. 
Well, um, I guess I'll recap. They they announced a game called Baby Steps, which looks like, um, I mean, it, trying to think how to describe it. It's Gang Beast esque. It seems in its controls of like L twos, the left uh-huh. foot R two, that kind of uh, R twos your right foot, L ones left arm. Uh, R1's right arm, something similar like that. And it's like you trying to, I guess, get a guy up the mountain kind of a thing through a wacky environment. Look neat. Yeah. Um, It's made by, um, I think, the people who made Getting Over It. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, which was a, like, much beloved game where you were, like, a guy. I don't really know the story behind it, but, like, you were a guy in a pot who's trying to climb (laughs) climb a mountain um and yeah. yeah the the aesthetic of baby steps strikes me similarly it's a big man in the onesie like it's yeah. i it it seems very very on track with with what that was but i imagine it probably for people who are super into that game that they it probably strikes a chord with you in a big way so yeah so it, it looked neat um they also announced the separate ways dlc for uh resident evil 4 mm-hmm. yep. um where you'll be playing as ada and her mission on the island yep. um ada that's right yeah yep ada wong yeah ada wong okay um which i was very excited for i was sitting there like okay like i have had a like slight itch to replay resident evil 4 yeah, for, I've kind of finished it, um, and I'm like, okay, this gives me like a great reason to play because it's also fairly short. I was going to new game plus it, um, where I already have everything, and just yep. you know, essentially take my like 15 hour runtime down to like I don't know, maybe 10, um, and yeah, play that DLC. I thought like I think we all knew it was coming because it is like a class like it was part of the original resident evil 4 if i'm not mistaken um not on right yeah well i so at least from what i'm kind of understanding is that it is some of the stuff there was some stuff that was like like some sequences that were somewhat omitted from um re4 remake and they're kind of like being readapted in this so like ada wong's to my knowledge i don't think ada wong's story like this story was being told but i think it is they're looping in some of these sequences that they left out from the remake into her retelling i gotcha gotcha Because clearly playing it, there's things she was doing and things she was taking care of, like in between uh-huh. when you saw her. So yeah. all that being said, I'm very excited to play it. I think it'll be really neat, very good. RE4 remake, spoiler, it's still pretty high up on my game of the year list right now. What? Um, still pretty high up. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to revisit that and play that. They also showed off... Um, uh, the Avatar Ways of Pandora. Is that its a working title? Or yeah. Frontiers of Pandora, sorry. Yeah. Which uh, Ubisoft first person yeah. shooter. It really just looks like Far Cry on yeah. Pandora. Like yeah. that. Oh, kind of to a T. Which, you know, I'm not against by any means. Um, I may or may not pick it up. I don't know. 
Um, it's, I would say, like a 30-70 kind of thing. It's oh. going to depend on reviews, what people are saying about it. I've never really gotten into the Far Cry games, ever. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, this could be a stepping stone into that for me. Um, but, yeah, the Avatar thing could be a whole episode we do separately. It just feels like a decade too late for everything that's coming with it. Um, And kind of sucks to say because, you know, it was such a, it was and is still such a good first film. I I haven't Mm -hmm. seen the second one yet, but many people have like high praise for it. But the first one coming out in 2008, cultural phenomenon, incredible, and they just did nothing for 15 years on it. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of feel the same way. Like I, could i i think i've i think we've mentioned it on the show before like i could be uh, i i could not be less excited yeah <laughs> think about um a an avatar game like i like far cry style that honestly does not move the needle for me at all um it, nothing about it really does i just don't really i think it is that thing like i saw avatar in theaters in 3d when that was like the like this yeah. is the this is the big thing like um and i enjoyed it like i thought it was this really cool thing but it was this i think it was just the the buildup for years and years and years it was like all right it's still coming it's like it's like we've moved on like is star it? wars came <laughs> back and then yeah. went away again like while in we had the entire Infinity Saga of Marvel right. in mean, between. All of Game of Thrones happens. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, I mean, like just just all of these things. Like it just kind of became this thing where it's like, yeah, I've heard Way of Water is super great, but it's like to me also. I mean, yeah, we we could have a whole episode, but to me also, like, it's not like the Avatar universe is that robust Mm, at least in how it's been presented to feel like it's something that's worth because if it had the level of something like a star wars where it was like oh okay so they're they're a jedi we could follow this story Mm -hmm. there's a whole like seedy underbelly we could go that direction or you know there's this whole like there, there's so many layers, and you see that in like expanded universe storytelling, where mm-hmm. you see all these different perspectives from like here's a bounty hunter, and here's like here's like a mystic sage, and here, but with like with Avatar, it very much seems like it's this environmentalist kind of like that that that's kind of the main thing that they're yeah. doing mm-hmm. is it's there are there are colonists who are coming in who are trying to like eradicate the people and the environments and this is like the people trying to hold them back and retain you know their way of life and who they are but beyond that there's no like there's no greater lore there's no greater insight to be like man i really want to learn more about this world like and i think that that's the thing is it's like i mean the game could be a whole lot of fun but that is what it's going to be essentially is just you are a, a Navi and you are wandering around and you're like humans have taken this outpost and you gotta, you gotta, you know, give them the business. You gotta yeah. get them out of there. And that's it. <laughs> There's yeah. probably not much greater insight beyond that. 
I mean, there, there could be more. I mean, where there could be, there could be. It, it feels unlikely, though. Like I, I feel like I know the trajectory of the game from from what I've seen and what I know, um, from what I've seen from the first movie and what I know of the second one. I, I know a couple of things from the second one. I haven't seen it though, but it, it will be interesting. I think this is one of those where okay, let's just wait and see, kind of almost like a lies of peace situation where everyone's kind of looking at it and you're like, eh, okay, let's wait till closer to time and lies of peace come around. Oh, shockingly kind of good. Maybe this one will yeah. do the same. I, I don't have Maybe. high hopes for it, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to write it off just yet, but uh, the state of play didn't do anything to uh, further my excitement. I will, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, yeah. This showed off a bit more of Ghost Runner 2. Uh, they released mm-hmm. a demo as well. I have it downloaded. I haven't played it yet. I'm excited for it. I really enjoyed the first one. Um, I've seen a lot of great things about the second one of how they have just essentially taken all the feedback from the first one and everything that was kind of good about the first one and just have doubled down on that in the second. So that's exciting. Um, they showed off a bit more of Spider-Man 2. Um, it looks pretty um pretty good i mean it's what we yep. expect i'm thinking i've there's insomniac said a couple of things since then that the game will be the length of the first one um 2018s which is about 17 to 20 hours yeah. um, miles and peter are interchangeable um you will see the other out and about while you are being the other one like swinging uh-huh. about um fast travel's been uh, reworked which i kind of hate because before fast travel was like you getting on the subway and riding it yeah. to like a yeah. different spot and now it's you just drop in because you can kind of fly in this game yeah. which yeah. i'm like okay i appreciate like when somniac's doing they are clearly trying to push the ps5 to where um few other developers are doing and it is a quite literally quite literally a drop in wherever you want on the map and yeah. it pretty much like puts you in within maybe a second kind of a thing with no yeah. real low time um so very cool but um, it just feels like they're giving up a a little bit of some of the um not soul of the game because i feel like yeah. that's just too harsh for a word for a fast travel mechanic, but some of um, the the crumbs that made it really good. Some of yeah, the icing they were, on the cake. They were having some fun with it before yeah. and now. Well, and I mean, and to, to Spider-Man's credit, like I, like, I don't think I have fast traveled less in an oh, no, old game than, fair. than Spider-Man. Very fair. Like, and I think that that's like, and it's very possible that they were just kind of like, you know, I mean, no one's doing it. <laughs> no one's doing it. <laughs> so might as well yeah. just kind of, you know, just kind of, I mean, yeah, it, I, I loved the subway edition in the original game though. I think uh, my concern is like, okay, are they giving up several of these other things? Yeah. In, yeah. in, in, in favor that. of better overall uh, engine power and fidelity yeah. of the game. Yeah. But it's yeah. to be seen. The trailer looked very good. Made me very excited. I it's one of those games where like I okay, I know it's gonna be good. I know it's gonna be like probably a good eight out of ten. It's not uh-huh. gonna be 
like anything more than like Baldur's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom, maybe not even Final Fantasy 16 esque, but like I, I just know it's going to be this is going to be a good game. And yeah, that's yeah. probably gonna be the extent of it. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. We will we will one hundred we will one hundred percent be talking about it, or at least I will. Um, oh, when I, that I, day I comes. I, I loved Spider-Man one and Miles Morales. There, there I'm, there I'm here go. for it. Um, funny enough, they also announced a game I'd kind of forgotten about. Well, a DLC for a game I kind of, I kind of forgotten about. And I was like, wait, that's kind of sick. Uh, so tales of arise, which yeah. is a game that we were playing in the early days of arcade cozy. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, trails of dawn, uh, DLC coming for Be- that. And beyond I'm, the dawn. Sorry, sorry. Beyond the dawn. Beyond the dawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, which um, seems to take place after uh, the main events of the first game, yep. and is going to add a some new wrinkles into um, the story for them. Um, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, I would have liked this maybe like 18 months ago. You know, yep. this this feels very late, but it also feels one of those things where Tales of Arise, I think, was what one well received, well reviewed, but was a bit bigger than they were mm-hmm. most any other Tales game. And so I think with that additional bit of like just being blunt, like income that came in from the sales of the game, like let's let's try and make this doesn't feel like a forced money grab. This feels like a team that's they've now had a very successful project and they had more ideas for it, probably that they might've been constrained from a budget under and can now tell a bit more of the story that they wanted to. Yeah. Um, at least that's what this DLC kind of seems like, like they are furthering the lore, adding more to the story. And I think that's really cool. I, I will 100% be checking it out. I love tales of her eyes. I want to see what they got going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, that was, that was just, there weren't a lot of surprising things in the, um, I don't, I don't know that there was really a surprising thing in that was shocking in the state of play, but yeah, that was the, that was the thing where it's like, not only is it, has it been a couple of years, but it's also not, I don't know that tales games usually have gotten Mm -mm. DLC in the past. So, I mean, it's, it's a, interesting thing too but yeah i mean it's supposed to be pretty beefy like 20 hours kind of its own standalone thing too where it's Mm -hmm. like i don't think gear carries over so it's kind of its own experience you're almost starting over Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's um i i really enjoyed tales of horizon i can't remember Goaty list of that year. What what was it on mine? Because I I finished it. I played it for 60, 70 hours. I think it was maybe like my four or five that year. I don't know. I'm trying to to think. I'm gonna. I might be able to go and find mine. I think I delete my game of the year every single time. Oh no! Uh, And just restart over. Oops. Um. Yeah. I think I think she's gone. I might be able to go and. Oh wait wait hold on. It was number six for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that last year? No, that was no, two that years was ago. Yeah, yeah, that was two years ago. Same uh, year as like Kena, Virgil Spirits? Yeah. Spirits? Uh, Spirits? I had it. Um, it is uh, one spot higher than uh, Kena, Virgil Spirits mm-hmm. on mine. Um, the more you know. 
Uh, they also, is also uh, Ratchet and Clank, and also which is our number one. Death's Door, maybe. Death's Door, is which was my number three, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or my no, my number two. Um, they um, also showed off uh, Fallen Stars um, and yes, announced uh, Honkai Star Rail for uh, PS5. Uh, Yep. Um, but most importantly, they uh, showed off uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, mm-hmm. uh, the follow-up to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, it'll be picking up after the Midgard section of the original game and going to the end of disc one of the original game. But they said there's going to be about 100 hours of content in the game, which I was like, yeah, kind of that exact reaction. Um, and looking at the cover art looking at what they're what square enix is saying about this game and this um new i don't want to i can't spoil anything at all actually for people who haven't played it like you um i they are taking the original game in very many different directions i'm very excited to see how it plays out because yeah. um, they they are playing with fire and not necessarily a bad way for some people probably in a bad way but i'm like you you are playing with fire some people are going to get burned but i am happy to see whatever blaze of glory that you are about to cook um because i'm excited it looks phenomenal um the combat looks mesmerizing um i mean if they're following um if they're expounding upon ideas from the original game, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a hit. Um, and it just looks where we haven't talked and we haven't talked enough about Final Fantasy 16. Um, I would say in a game that I deeply love, it it is lacking a lot of the quirkiness of a lot of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy games, and I find it so funny that in that game where they are taking everything very serious, very, um, you know, the stakes are real kind of a thing. And in a similar vein of Final Fantasy VII, where it is a very serious, the stakes are real kind of a game. They're like, we have wacky fun mini games and we are going to absolutely blow your mind with this, with these chocobo races and so on and so forth. And I I think that's wonderful. I'm very excited for it. We will be talking about it a ton when it releases, especially after Chris plays Final Fantasy VII remake. And I will play it. I will play it before I'll play it this year. It, it I mean, is. I was, I was thinking you, about you it gotta earlier. Play it. It's a chunky game. It yeah, is not short. It's well, probably about forty hours. So, in in here, legitimately, is the reason that I never played it because, like, I I played Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. Was very very excited for um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Let me look up um, game calendar. Because it came out in 2020, right? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Um, so, 2020, everybody. You Last might remember. Last part two. Um, so, Persona 5 Royal. Um, so, here's the thing. Um, and I remember looking down the barrel of this as it was happening and trying to prepare mentally. Um, this was pre-COVID and everything. But, um, so, first off, my daughter. Born yes. April 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um COVID happened um in 
2020 in uh, March or I mean earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Persona Five Royal came out mm-hmm. March 2020. Animal Crossing came out March mm-hmm. 2020. Yes. Um, you also had Last of Us Part uh, Two. Last May. of Us Part Two in May June-ish. You had um, Final Fantasy Seven Remake in like March February it was something like that. It was February, um, I think. And then pre that, what? I was trying to pull up a a thing. Let's look. Um, Yeah. So you had what was here. What all happened? You, you, you can search for all the excuses you want, Chris. I don't know if any of them would be good that, enough. <laughs> that's how it started slipping through was other stuff that my life was moving. And I was like, I just don't, I don't have don't have the time okay april mm. 10th final fantasy 7 remake april 10th um so daughter de- born april yeah yeah not yeah, too yeah. long after that uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. i've heard this Animal before crossing also happened persona 5 royal also happened um that's yeah, you know what's, the last you know what's really two. funny also you know what's <laughs> really funny chris persona 3 reload comes out three weeks to the day before I final sin Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and I'm and I saw that I'm like, I I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do a sixty hour game and then a hundred hour game. I was of a similar genre, very different fighting styles, but a sim a similar quirky wackitude to it. Even though I know Persona Three deals with very heavy themes. Um, I, um, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do that back to back that, but I, I desperately want to play persona three and I desperately want to play final fantasy seven rebirth. I, I just don't know what's going to happen there. You might just not hear from me other than our podcast for like a good two months. Corey, what's going on? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Can't talk. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> just talk. this. It's just it's just photos, and you just see screenshots of me in combat <laughs> of either game. <laughs> Busy. Oh gosh, Corey. Um, yeah, Yakuza like a dragon came out that year. Corey, yeah, it did. Um, granted, it came out in November, but still, my point stands. <laughs> <laughs> came out. Um, yeah, I need to, I, I will, time will be made before the end of the year. I will play it. Um, Corey, uh, what about the Nintendo direct? How was that one? Did you I, also love the Nintendo direct? I wouldn't say I loved it. Um, going back a little bit earlier, I wasn't expecting anything out of it other than kind of things we've already seen because yeah. I'm like, well, we know the switch two is coming hypothetically next year, like by all reports, they barring the announcement of it, there won't be any huge announcements for games. Um, yeah. like the, the switches game cycle is effectively ending with, um, super Mario wonder here in October. And there's a couple of games next year that they announced. I mean, there's a Mario RPG. There's, um, the well, so Mario Princess. RPG comes out in November. So yep. that's, that is this year. Yeah, um, but it, it's a remake is kind of where I, I'm at with, with, with that. Not that that's a bad thing, but in terms of like, <laughs> I'm very yeah, excited for I, Mario I RPG. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, there's a couple yeah, other, now. their, their biggest, like, yeah. 
their biggest one you I mean the Princess Peach one is probably their longest like the one that's the furthest out that yeah. I guess that they have which is March of 2024 so yeah and I love Princess Peach that that is a like a a C title game that I wouldn't classify as that is a huge release for Nintendo I mean it looks it, pretty cool though it looked really cool uh, honestly I was like I might pick that up because that, I was like looking at the time frame that it's going to release. I'm like, that is a phenomenal like palate cleanser game after yep. um, reload and rebirth. Yep. Um, ooh, reload to rebirth. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Anyway, oh. Um, but yeah, everything that they showed off, barring a couple of announcements that, that um, we'll touch on, um, I was just kind of like, yeah, that that feels like something that. Nintendo would be looking to release now because th- there isn't anything for them to announce effectively. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What else, what else come? What else has been announced in twenty? They announced a to be like officially uh, released. Just thousand year door. Um. Yeah. Oh, across the board they, next year. Yeah, I mean, just across. I'm I'm thinking about just like all consoles because I was trying to like oh, just think not about a ton really. Lands. Yeah, it, it's pretty quiet um, for next year's slate. I imagine yeah, look, the Game Awards will update us with like yeah. a lot of these big titles re- um, releases. And the, there's rumor of the next like Resident Evil Nine is rumored for next year. Um, you know, we have Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Um, I'm sure Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Completely yeah. forgot about that game. <laughs> well, those are supposed to already come out this year, and they yeah. uh, um, February, same day as Persona 3 Reload. Yeah, Persona 3 Reload. Um, I'm sure that there will be a 3D Mario that's releasing. The thing is, we don't know Nintendo's schedule. It's kind yeah. of the big thing. Yeah. Um, PlayStation. Um, I'm trying to remember what all they showed off at their earlier showcase, but I remember it was just a bunch of CGI trailers. So I imagine we'll get more concrete actual updates on what those are going to be around Game yeah. Award time. And yeah, I, I imagine bearing. that'll be because, I mean, if you think about um, like the Nintendo Switch announcement trailer, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what was announced when, but like the trailer itself, whenever they announced the Switch was like October of that year. And hmm. then the Switch came out in March of that year. Like it was a six month turnaround and during that time, I mean, they didn't have like this stupendous launch lineup, but it launched with Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much every month after that, for the rest of the year, they had some pretty solid games. Because, I mean, that was the same year they had uh, Splatoon 2 came mm-hmm. out. They oh, had Splatoon 3 DLC was announced. Very yeah, single player. They, they Looks had pretty Splatoon neat. 3. Um, but like that year, I mean, that's whenever Mario Odyssey came out. That's yep. whenever... Breath of the Wild came out. That's when, like, they had ARMS, which, I mean, hey, I love it. ARMS is pretty cool. Like, it was a, yeah. it was an original IP they came out with, and, you know, they pretty much across the board, like, had just hit games all year long mm-hmm. that you knew nothing about a year in advance. And so, like, 
that's that is very much kind of where we are where they probably are holding a lot of things very close to the chest where it's like when we announced switch 2 floodgates are opening who know who knows what's coming out of there but until then it's it's kind of it's a it's a little sparse yeah i, I imagine we'll get 3d mario um metroid prime 4 which i know has been in like the works for a long time um, I won't be shocked with a, with a Fire Emblem announcement. Um, probably something Star Fox. There's been heavy rumors of them bringing that back for a while as well. Okay. And in terms of Zelda and Kirby, that feels um, unlikely. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, the. There was, I mean, there were a couple of uh, neat things in there. Uh, had a release date for Wargroove 2. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is uh, a Fire Emblem Advance Wars-esque type yeah. of game. I played, I, I never beat it, but I played about 15, 20 hours of Wargroove 1. Really good. Um, this one is more like piratey themed, um, but is a continuation. So it has a lot of like, Returning characters, really cool. Very excited about that. Also announced uh, Dave the Diver uh, coming yes. to the console. Coming That's to Switch awesome. First. Um, that is awesome. So uh, that'll be a great opportunity to um, also comes out next month. So that'll be a good opportunity to kind of dig in and play a little bit of that for me. Anyway, yeah, um, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, they showed a Mario versus Donkey Kong, which was, a. Mm-hmm. um, it's a, I think it's, it's a, a remake game in that series. Is it a remake? Uh, um, it, Cause they were showing off like older graphics for it. I thought, okay. or like comparing. Yeah. Um, which if people don't remember, uh, is a, I think GBA series, yeah, I think maybe so, GBA yeah. DS ish. Um, but yeah, it, um, you know, really, uh, kind of interesting. I've never, I've never played them, but, um, can get behind it. Looks pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Other than that though, weren't a whole lot of like huge heavy hitters, but, other uh, than, other than, uh, F zero 99. Oh, oh yes. F zero 99, the latest, in the how many ninety nine games are there now? There's Tetris ninety nine. Yeah. There's is there a Pac Man ninety nine? Probably. I, am I thinking? There there are a couple of ninety nines. Yeah. I can't I can't even remember. Um. But yeah, F zero ninety nine. When I saw the thing, well, whenever I saw F zero, I was like, oh, surely. This is going to be like a, they're going to do one of those things that they always do where it's like, yeah, it's old graphics, but now it's Captain Falcon racing yeah. out of there and it's like, it's brand new and people are going to get hyped. And it was like, no, all of a sudden a hundred assholes mm-hmm. flood mm-hmm. the screen. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting to see. Yep. So it's phenomenal. Corey, you have actually you've actually been playing F-099. I've been playing a lot of F099. Okay. How's that going? Um it is I think it's very fun. I think it can be incredibly frustrating uh, but also electrifying at the same time. 
Okay. And so for those who didn't watch, it's F-Zero, but it's a Battle Royale-styled game. Specifically, um, it is it is Super Nintendo F-Zero. So yeah. So it's not, it's not like GameCube GX. It is like... Old it is school. Original old school F-Zero. Very difficult. It, it is very, very difficult. Um, but the premise is essentially um, for basic races. It's a four-lap race. Um, the goal really is to try to finish the amount of races yep. you don't finish is astounding. Um, you have a energy bar, um, that essentially gives you boost. You can like make, um, your F zero go faster, um, with it, but you only have a finite amount. And once that runs out, you bar in low power and your machine starts smoking. And if you take any bumps, that means hitting the guardrails because it keeps you on the track at all times. If you get a guardrail, it eats away your energy. Or if another uh, F-Zero car hits you, you explode. Um, and I will tell you what, if you see any car smoking, slash if your car is smoking, you will get absolutely annihilated. Because I target people, and people will target you. They see that in a heartbeat, and right? Uh, you have a, if you do uh, L2 and R2 at the same time, it does a little spin move. One, negating any damage you would be taking at the time, but also does a bit more damage to anyone else that you hit who is not doing a spin. Um, And so you essentially instantly just blow them up, and then you're out of the race. Um, And in in a full Battle Royale-like scenario, I mean, there's 99. Most races probably end around like the 80 mark. I would say about 20 people blow up a race, really. Uh, for what I've seen, the highest I finished is sixth so far. I was very proud of myself. Ooh, look at you. Um, it can, the controls are wild. There's four different types of carts. They all offer a bit more speed, a, a little bit more handling, better grip, so you aren't on some of the more sliding or curving mm-hmm. tracks. You aren't sliding around. Um, there's really on, there's one of the carts. Um, it's the yellow one. It sucks. Its grip is so bad, and if you have to take anything other than like a big sweeping turn, you are sliding like straight into a wall. Um, I can't remember who the characters because there are only four characters. Yeah. in the original, there is uh, Cap. There's Falcon who yep. drives it, the the blue. The blue. Yeah, it's there's, it's your your basic one. It's pretty solid. Yeah. There's Goro. Who's like a big old, like, he kind of reminds me of like E Honda from Street Fighter, where he's like a screaming samurai guy. He drives okay. the pink one. Yeah, that um, one, that one's awesome. That yeah, one's great. And then there was, a, there was a yellow one and there was a green one. And I think the green one, like, green was one's pretty like solid. Alien. And the, I don't know, I can't remember the yellow one, but the yellow one sucks. Don't, don't okay. use it. Okay. Um, but <laughs> essentially, what you do is as you, you race and play more, you get tickets, and tickets allow you to compete in grand prixes or mini prixes. Did you say pricks? Pre. I'm sorry. Get out of here. My, my <laughs> bad. My bad. Grand Prix. <laughs> mini Pre. Human being. Jeez. It's late. I'm sorry. That, that, that's bad, though. That is, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Grand Prix or a Mini Prix or a Team Prix, um, where in the Grand one, it's five races. Now, here's where it gets a little frustrating is that, okay, it costs three tickets to enter a Grand Prix. It's going to be yep. five races. If 
you um, usually each race goes from 100. Okay, top 80 qualify, top 60 qualify, top 40, top 20 for each of the races, if that makes sense. It, yeah. But if you blow up, you are just screwed. Okay. That makes sense. There, there is no like delayed restart. No, like it's full royale, battle yeah. royale, and that sense yeah. of like, okay, well, if I blow up in the first two laps, I've just wasted those three tickets. Now I have yeah. to go and play more. I want to do another Grand Prix, which Grand Prix gets you more experience, and um, I don't know. It, it's I guess a little bit more competitive. There's yeah. as you're racing, you have rivals, and they, who usually rank to how. Like you race as well. I don't know, it feels like a like kind of a silly mechanic to have mm. in place to prevent you from doing competitive races. I guess to say, um, especially when you can easily just like only last thirty to forty seconds within the race, and then well, it's over. Um, yeah. Um, so, which I but, I haven't played it yet, but. Um, Marvel Snap, um, similar similar kind of mechanic. I've I haven't talked about it on the show, but I've been back into Marvel Snap again over the last uh, couple of months. Um, they have a like conquest mode that's kind of like that, where it's like you have to, you know, you enter, and when you you enter into like an initial thing, and then if you win, you earn a ticket. And then you go into this next thing, and you have to have two wins to earn the next layer's ticket. And then for that one, you have to do three wins to do the next one's ticket. But if you lose at any point, you've you've spent those tickets. You yep. got to go all the way back to the <laughs> to the beginning, and so then you have to go through and play multiple. So effectively, to like get to the very very end, you're having to win. It's not just one win, but it's like a culmination of wins. So you're having to win these like twenty something worth of games to get there or else start all over again. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird mechanic, but I guess they're not like alone in it, but no. And so it's, it's frustrating when you're out early, but it's thrilling when it's 20 of you left. And I'm like, this is amazing. There's only 20 of us. Now there's a lot more. Now it's just racing. Because when it's like a hundred people, it's not racing. It is full like high speed death go kart. Like you, uh-huh. if you are anywhere from like, I mean, I've gotten all the way up to like eighth, and then found myself seconds later down in like the sixties, kind of a thing. Because okay. I, I boosted ahead, and you know, I got ahead and realized, okay, well, I can't really boost until I get back to the recharge station to get my energy back up at the end of the lap and everyone just flies by you. And like what is clearly like, if you're not a noob and new to the game and like, you know, no, this is like the best boosting spot on this course to get you the furthest ahead. And if you get hit a ton, you will have almost zero energy. And so anywhere from like 20 back is just like a dog fight to like stay alive up until the last few laps. Um, I don't know if this was in the original F-Zero game, but as you cars bump against each other, um, these little like orbs fall down. And if mm-hmm. you collect enough, your uh, gauge fills up and you can essentially jump up onto a higher track above the other track that does cut out some corners of courses and it lets you speed ahead of the pack. 
you rarely can get all the way up into first or top 10. But if you're in like the 50s and you get on that, you can, you'll fall back down onto the track after maybe about 10 seconds on there in like the mid 30s. It gets you anywhere from about 10 to 15 places on the track. And it definitely helps. Like, even if you are in the back, you are never out of a race. I've been in races where I'm like in the 80s going into the final two laps and have finished like ninth. Um, Like that, if you can like time getting enough of those and there'll be a couple of carts, like AI carts that drop down that you can like hit that give you a bunch of those. If you can string off two or three quick ones in the last couple of laps, you can jump so far ahead of the rest of the pack without really having to race a ton. And I think that's an amazing mechanic. And so it turns the race is really like first half of the race survive second half. Okay. How, what is the best way I can work my way to the front now? Like, do I just act, do I race? Because there are some courses that I know pretty well and that where I'm just like drifting around corners left, right, and like boosting through them perfectly, letting off the gas at the right time to like essentially put myself like in the immediate spot to hit it again and boost and like just zoom ahead of everyone. It's a great racing game when you get to race. I just feel like so few, there's very little times where you actually do because you're just fighting for your life. All that's being said. I love it. I've had so much fun. I've probably done like 60 races now, and it's great. They're like two minutes at most if you make it all the way to the end. So it's a, it's a very fun hop in, hop out game. Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, I need to, I need to play it because um, it is, I mean, it's one of those, it's, it is one of those things where it, until you start getting into it, um, it can feel really hectic, but I think once mm-hmm. you start kind of like tuning in, it can be, it can, you can really kind of start to see some of the seams and strategies in there. Um, plus for me, I mean, it's a little bit, I used to play F-Zero all the time with my brother growing up, um, which even then, even without 99 players, still a hard game. So very hard. I'm, I'm very, uh, I would be very interested to see how that, uh, how it just kind of come back to that, to those roots. Also see how I do see how quick I can hit that number one spot, Corey. I long for the day I finished first. I don't know if I ever will. I really, really want to though. <laughs> it would feel like such a triumph. It, feel, it feels so much more difficult than like winning mm-hmm. like a match in Fortnite where yeah. like you can sometimes just like luck your way to the end there. Yep. The, like, I don't know if I could ever luck my way to first in this. I'm like, this requires like a modicum of skill. I've lucked my way to sixth, um, getting like a not lucked, but like I timed like enough of those little like um, speed bump, like vertical track. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. exactly it's called. Like, got one near the end that like threw me way ahead of everyone. Um, but to like actually win, I I don't know. It, it seems really, really tough. <laughs> Just being honest, I, I can't. I can't wait to hear about it because it's gonna be it's gonna be a glorious day, everybody. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a great time. You gotta pick it up. I will. I think I will. Um, speaking of what we've been playing, Corey, um, 
we've we've also been playing stuff. I have been playing, you know, we've we've got a long episode today. Don't wanna don't wanna dive in too deep on everything. Um Sea of Stars been playing recently. So good. Um really enjoying it. We kind of you had been playing some last week. I had mm-hmm. played a little bit. Now I've played more. I'm gonna save full thoughts until um next week or until I have a little mm-hmm. bit more time to play some more. The big one I want to talk about, Corey, I played Starfield. Yeah. Um, the field of Starfield. about, so I played about eight hours of Starfield. So I mean nice. like a decent amount, not like mm-hmm. didn't see everything, but I've played a little bit of Starfield. Um, and legitimately like, I think you can poop um, on it. I, well, it's, it's it's a weird thing because it's like I I texted you and it's like the game feels like it feels like a Bethesda game. If you yes. played a yeah. Bethesda game, you know what to expect from a Bethesda game. And it feels like that. It doesn't feel like it's anything. It doesn't feel like it's this huge departure. It feels like, okay you've you've played skyrim you'll you'll feel very much right at home it seems like so much of the game is so like start off with like some good stuff interested like i'm the some of the getting good things (laughs) that was the thing i was trying to I i was starting to draw a blank some of the I mean, some of the story stuff, like I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, the constellation, the main group that you're kind of running with, um, with constellation, like they have kind of interesting through line. They have kind yep. of an interesting band of characters who you're mm-hmm. kind of like running out doing these missions. Um, you have the cowboy who's voiced by the guy that voices Adam Jensen. Oh, in, really? Uh, Deus Ex. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. Sam Coe. sounds Isn't he? great. Um, yeah. Sam Coe. Uh, looks a, a champ. His, his dad Love hearing sucks. This. Yep. <laughs> um, but his daughter, great. She's cool. She's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there's Sarah. Then there's the the rich guy. Then there's the other guy who wears the helmet. Who yeah. he argues all, the, all time. the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why? I, I wish you could ask like, why do you wear the helmet? <laughs> yeah. Then there's um, the guy that you meet at the very beginning of the game who you have Barrett. to like go back and find again at yeah. some points. Um, Who's been kidnapped by space pirates. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's this wild ride of things. The thing that gets me, though, is that the game at every point seems like it is completely at odds with itself. Mm-hmm. And it, it was something that I like it was something that I felt immediately like, and it's something like we, we kind of talked about it last week whenever you were initially talking about it. And like, I was kind of like having what I felt like were going to be my thoughts on it based on what people were saying. But it's like with Skyrim or with fallout or any of these other Bethesda games, like, one of the things people love about them is the level of exploration. So mm-hmm. when you're going through and you're having this, like you can fast travel, you can go all over the place, you can do whatever, but it's like, if you, you can walk out of the city, 
you can walk to this next destination and more than likely along the way you'll have some sort of like experience maybe yep. an npc will run up on you and they'll be like hey you know i i'm give me your money fool mm-hmm. or like you stumble upon this new town or like you'll f- you'll probably find something cool or something to draw your attention that will make that worthwhile um in the game overall like feels like this big expansive world the thing with Starfield is that it doesn't like, even though it's this big, like quote unquote space adventure, it feels less expansive than the, like than Skyrim or any of these other games that just take place in like a fantasy world. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the game is so like insular where it's like, okay, you go to, like, one of the first cities you go to is New Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So you land in New Atlantis, and to, like, to leave New Atlantis, so you wander around New Atlantis, you do your thing, like, it's it's very big, it's expansive. Honestly, it's a little too big. There's plenty of areas where there's just not really much of anything. Like, yeah. if you go back to Skyrim and you go to, like, Whiterun, or you go to Oblivion, or you go to Cyrodiil, you go to some of these places like they're more compact, but there's stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not something like active to do, it's like you walk three feet and you know, there's another NPC that's worth interacting with. There's cause like in white run in Skyrim, I mean, you have a number of these NPCs, but you also have like your first experience with the temple. You have the, you're mm-hmm. all there. You have the fighters guild and it's all like really, tight and all right in there. So you're running across this stuff all together. Whereas with this, it's like I was getting in new Atlantis. I'm getting lost. I don't know how to get, how to connect from one place to another. I can't like, there's no, I I couldn't figure out. I was like, I just want to like sell something. Like, how do I get to somebody I can sell? But then it's like, Oh, well, here's a coffee shop. And then here's this other thing. But it's like, they're so spread out and I don't know how to get to one place or the other. But then you want to leave you can't just walk out or you can't just like fly out. You have to get in your ship and then you have to like select where you're going, which loads you into space. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in space, you can't, you can't really fly to where you want to go. You no. could theoretically. It would take and there's, forever. <laughs> right. But like, if you want to go to the next quest, like in, in real life hours, it might take you like, three, four, five hours to make that actual flight, like in your life that you were spending to do that. So you have to fast travel. And so effectively, like you're hopping on the ship, picking a place to go, loading into space for exactly all of one second before Mm -hmm. you click through to another menu where you're then clicking somewhere else to go, which might be space, like in the space surrounding it. And then you're just clicking through to a menu again to pick exactly where on that planet you want to go. And then you're going down there and then you're having this little like small insular adventure before you fast travel back to your ship to Mm -hmm. then go back into space to do. And it's like, if I don't think that would be a problem if it was like a no man's sky type of thing where it was like, Mm -hmm. You can lift off, you can fly into space, you can have this adventure, it's seamless. whatever. But it is, right, it is very, 
they are very dependent on you to want to make your own adventure. They're very mm-hmm. dependent on you being like, hey, when you load into space, just hang out for a second. Yeah. Just like fly around. Just do, and like actively like seeking that adventure. And I'm sure there are people that do. Like there are people who are like, hey, I'm going to fly around for a second. But there's nothing enticing you. There's nothing mm-hmm. like making you want to go around and actually do that stuff. You're having to actually just be like, I'm going to, I'm going to find fun out here and it's gonna like maybe I'll find maybe I don't I don't know yeah. maybe I won't I who knows but it's this it's such a weird thing and it feels like they went they were making they really set their sights on making a pure space adventure yeah because even whenever it comes down to the combat like Bethesda's never been great with combat, but mm, yeah. one of the big things with Fallout that at least made it redeemable was the fact that you had the VAT system. Yeah. So you could go through this thing and you could, like, the aiming was never on point, but you could slow down time and you could, like, kind of zoom in and pinpoint stuff. And it's like they have that a little bit with the space combat, but they don't have it on the ground because it's like, they, I don't know if they don't, they, don't think that they should or could or whatever, but it's like, it makes it so, you know, you're firing your guns and stuff in kind of a pure way. And it's not like, it's not great. And then they don't have all of the wacky stuff that they have in some of their games. So it's just kind of like your, it's just kind of like an energy pistol is kind of whatever, which is fine. But then it's like, they, they just seem so committed to like, they want to make this, for lack of a better word, like this space porn kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like for people who really want this purest experience where like you want interstellar, the game you want, like you want gravity, the game, like Mm. you want this, like this real life gritty, like space station kind of thing. The claustrophobia, the, like the, the boredom, of space. You want that kind of experience. Like this is what you got. And it's like, they did that to some extent, like really well where they have this robust ship builder and they have all these other systems that are really, really cool. But it's like, they put so much in like in service of that, they put so many layers to cause friction to that actively like strip away the fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Even stuff down to like, upgrading things like if you were to play an elder scrolls you would go through and you would be like okay i'm gonna go to the blacksmith and the blacksmith i want to make i want to make a new dagger and i can i can only make iron daggers right now Mm -hmm. i want to make a steel dagger just got to get better at blacksmithing and then i'll be able to make steel daggers but with this it's like okay you gotta you gotta level up the skill but if you but you still gotta like if you go to level of the thing, you have to do the research for this specific part. But then to do the research for that part, you have to find this like random element in the universe that mm-hmm. you then have to use and you have to do the research and then you have to do this thing. And it's like, it's this multi-layered thing where it's like, yeah, in real life, okay, that makes sense. Like you would have to, you'd have to do the research. You'd have to build this thing out. Then you could actually actively implement it. But it's like, it's this layer of thing where it's like, oh my God, just, just let me freaking like 
make the barrel on my gun better. Like, why why is it that hard? hard? Why are you making it this bad? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it legitimately was just something where I was like, I, I have no issues with just the game in general. Like, right. because mm-hmm. it is just, I mean, I love Skyrim. I love Oblivion. I love Fallout. Like, I like these games I love to play, and the game feels like that, but it's like they just got in their own way. Yeah. And it, it's a bummer because, like, it, and it's also a bummer because, like, we kind of, like, in talking about it, like, in the lead up to it, I think we were, we were very much kind of tuned in to being like, this doesn't sound like it, like it's going to be up our alley. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you. Like, at least for me, like I, I was like, it doesn't really seem like, like I'm going to love this. Don't love the stuff that they're talking about. 10,000 planets. That doesn't sound great. Hmm. Don't know mm-hmm. that, that I want that. Um, and you know, it just sucks that it's kind of like, that is kind of the case is that it is just, it's a good game being like pulled down by so much just nonsense. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I hate that that's the case, but I wish that it was like this really cool, like in the pantheon of Bethesda games was just Mm -hmm. the next, the next big thing. But it's like, it, it isn't. And you know, elder scrolls, they, um, I think Bethesda just said Elder Scrolls six won't come out before 2026. Like I think they, mm. or maybe they Th- did. That feels I think soon. There was, <laughs> there was some sort of like court document or something that yeah. released where it was like it at the latest, it will be 2026. Um, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, and then you kind of wonder, okay, well, is Elder Scrolls Six gonna like they gonna have the same kind of stuff going on? Like, I mean, are they gonna are they gonna try to make it this like r- super realistic experience where I don't know who who knows what's going on? Um, where you gotta like go to the bathroom every five feet or I don't know about I, that. <laughs> I don't I don't think they will. Yeah. But you know, it's it's just it's a it is a bummer. I think. Um, and I'm maybe, maybe things change. I mean, fallout 76, they streamlined things and made things Mm -hmm. better. Maybe, maybe they kind of like update it and kind of streamline some of the gameplay and some of the things to make it not what it is right now, but at least right now, not the most exciting thing, um, for me. Um, I know some people are enjoying it and, um, but yeah, kind of a, kind of a bummer. So, I mean, I think I still um, like it. Um, I, I agree with everything that you said. I think there's a lot of things that just hold it down. I've just choo- I've chosen to essentially just avoid those things. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother with trying to make my guns better just because like, I don't yeah. care to waste. And I'll get into it here in a second. I don't care to waste the time on it now to track down all these different things to make it to where I have a long barrel on my gun when I know I, there's a good chance I might just pick up a gun here in the next hour or two that has what I want. Um, I think my biggest issue with it is staying engaged with it. I I feel like I'm now going like 
three, four, five days at a time. That's a little bit of life circumstance as well, but without playing it, just because I feel like whenever I do have to play it, it's it's a time investment. I yeah. uh, see of stars, I feel like I can jump in for 20 minutes and progress the story a good bit, do a little bit of combat, find another safe spot, put it down. Um, with Starfield, I mean, I could do that, but I don't feel like I've got, gotten anywhere. It's I feel like I have yeah. to, like, oh, I want to play Starfield tonight. Well, I need a good two hours like to set aside if I want to like progress this in any modicum of like progression or semblance that I can recognize, even though mm-hmm. so much of it is menus, fast travel, X, Y, Z. Once you reach a planet and you're having to go somewhere on that planet, that's not a city. There is no horse to get on. There is no dirt bike. There is no like moon cart. I am walking and sprinting all the way there. And then, it, oops! I'm encumbered. Now I have to now I have to walk in, sprint all the way back, kind of a thing, yeah. or or lose a bunch of stuff that I picked up that I want to keep or sell. And it it's it's just a commitment to play. And so I'm finding myself waiting longer and longer to play. And while I do like it, there isn't a a ton trying to pull me back into it either. I think you you nailed it. It's a good game being dragged down by a lot of things. And I think I don't think I'll ever like be like, oh, I'm just done with this game. I mean, I will eventually just be done with the game, but not in a like a pure frustration standpoint, but it might just be a interest standpoint of just yeah. it's not doing enough to keep me hooked. I think the main story is interesting. I think it's probably one of the better main stories Bethesda has done. But without that seamless interaction and the fact that it is so spread out compared to while Skyrim is spread out, there is just a seamless nature to the exploration that I just I think I'm just going to fizzle out on it. Um, I still like it. I still think it has a lot of good things going for it. I think it has a lot of bad things going for it, too. But I think its biggest issue is that it's just it is a commitment to play. It doesn't have the Skyrim of, okay, I'm leaving White Run. I'm on my way to, um, oh, what's it called? Um, starts with an S. Very far in the top. Uh, it's fold something. Solitude. Um, solitude. So okay, I'm on my I'm on my way to solitude. Oh well, I fought a dragon. Um. Well, that was fun. I can just save and I'll pick up on my way there. This isn't. This game doesn't allow that. It's okay. I have fast travel to this planet. Oh well, I now have to go like two thousand meters to this cave. All right, and there's nothing in between, um, other than maybe a couple of angry animals that are way over leveled, um, and I'm very under leveled. And what the heck? And I'm dead. Okay, let's start this 2,000 meter walk over again. And oh, there they are again. Let me try to skirt around them because that's just annoying because gunplay kind of sucks. And yeah, it's just you fall into that and kind of sucks, you know, but we'll we'll see. It's not it's not over yet for me. Yeah, I mean, and. And again, it's it's kind of a it comes down to a taste thing and also kind of like what you're looking to experience. I mean, I think for me, I think um, 
games like Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring and some of these like big um, open world kind of like changing sort Mm -hmm. of like these games that have kind of like changed the paradigm for it have really like stuck with me where it's like, hey, I'm really into these games that reward your exploration mm-hmm. where I don't feel like I'm just kind of like playing the game, like where my time is designed to be wasted. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I could, I could play Elden Ring. I could play these games and I could feel very rewarded. And back in the day, whenever I was playing Skyrim and whatever, like I felt that way too. And so like, for me, that's where the value comes in. Like if, if I'm actively having to like seek out this adventure um, I can't like have, you know, these sort of experiences on my own. Um, then I don't necessarily know that it's super for me, but for some people, I mean, they have a different value. Like they want to go in, they want to make these cool ships. They want to like hijack some, some fools and they want to, you know, be a pirate in their little, little galaxy. And, you know, for them that, that game's there. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's time for you to get a uh, Baldur's Gate three. That's all I'm hearing. I I own Baldur's Gate three, Corey. <laughs> what <you> it is, <laughs> Corey. Do you not remember last week? Whenever I said, I don't know, should I play Starfield or well, now you Baldur's got, Gate three? You, you were got like, Starfield. You, the, you, got you Starfield were like, the you were like, let me tell you though, you need to play Starfield before you play Baldur's Gate three because you won't come want to go back to Starfield. So I did. Yeah, so why, why aren't you playing Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> because I'm playing Sea of Stars, you fair, fool. Fair, fair. I'm, really <laughs> I'm trying to play that. Um, but really yeah, Baldur's good. Gate 3 is um, is coming. I'm excited yeah. about it. Um, it's going to be good. Um, yeah. Corey, um, what else you got? That, that's, that's about that it, it, I think. Um, we definitely need to touch on the Unity stuff, but that might be uh, next week's pod. We're running yeah. just a little long tonight, so yeah. Um, Let's. Um, I mean, people who who are tuned into it. I mean, I'm sure you've heard like Unity's got some weird stuff going on. Up. Um, yeah the the uh, Unity engine. People, a lot of beloved games come out of it. They've had some pricing shenanigans going on. Um, but it's also like developing. So come next week, there could be kind of like a more mm-hmm. interesting little, little story there, but, um, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Corey. Um, yeah, this has been good. I'm, yeah. uh, it's been a great episode. I've yes. uh, been, I've enjoyed it. It's been a, it's been great. Yeah. Enlightening as always. I, um, I'm, uh, inspired more than ever to go and play Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yes. You yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff to play, man. He you, you gotta catch up. You gotta catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you still play Death Stranding. I do need to play Death Stranding. Um what games do you need to play, Corey? What have you a not lot. played? I, there's yeah, a lot you, of games I you haven't played a lot. Have you played no. uh have you played Final Fantasy six or ten or Four or five or twelve or thirteen? No. Okay. I own all of those, but thirteen. <laughs> so come on, then get out of here. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. Corey, 
Um, this week, though, when people want to find you um, hunched over playing your video games, where can they video find games, you? You can find me over at uh, hash slinging thrasher on instagram and you can follow our page arcade underscore cozy on twitter again haven't been super active there i need to be better about that might not be active at all on there after there's a current running um seemingly very official rumor that uh the musk is going to start charging just to use eggs and I'm like, well, that that is the nail in the coffin. I will not be paying a dime to use this site. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I really only use it now to just keep up with Man United things. Rip. Um, it's a tough time. <laughs> tough time. Tough time. Um, yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I'll be going to England in early November to see them play. Um, so, yeah, that's very exciting. I'm, I'm very pumped for that. So if... Any of our English, um, UK-based listeners have any advice on traveling um, up that way, please send it our way. Um, I've done a lot of research. Um, i got tickets uh, seeing Luton Town, um, okay. which, which is uh, very exciting. I pray we don't lose because that would be <laughs> embarrassing. Um, no offense to any Luton Town supporters. Um, very excited for them to be in the Prem. I uh, love their stadium. You should look it up. Yeah. Anyone should look yeah. up their stadium if they haven't seen it before. It's in kind of a uh, apartment complex. Um, yeah, it's neat. It's very cool. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I've been to England. I can uh, I can share share some tips. At some been point. England. Yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I I know my way around. I was I was a spry ten year old. Nice. I, know, yeah. I know what's up. You know which um, way, you, which side of the road to drive on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. Uh, this week, uh, I don't know. You can... Who, who do you want to follow on this week? Corey? Um, mm, who do we want people to follow this week? Um, uh, oh, what's, 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 the, what's that voice actor's name? What's her name? I'm never, I'm never going to get it. It's gone. Oh, well. Oh, oh, well. Go, go to. Follow the Sam Code, the Sam Code voice actor. The Deus Ex guy. Yeah, go follow him. um, Adam Jensen. Adam Jensen. Um, uh, Let's, let's find his name. Um, Adam Jensen voice actor, Elias Tufexis. Elias. That, that can't be right. That that sounds interesting. Um, He's he's from Montreal, so that that X is is uh, is French, and that is that Tufehi Tufehi maybe I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, guys, guys got a solid voice. Yeah. Um, he is in uh, Deus Ex, and he is in. I'm trying to look at Starfield. Other, he's in Starfield. He's also in, uh, he's in Gotham Knights, apparently. Oh, nice. Um, he's in uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, He sick. plays additional voices in The Last of Us Part Two. So um, Good. Yeah. Run, don't walk. He was Leonidas in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, people. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. So, yeah. So, go follow him. Drop him a line. And, uh, yeah, let him know that we... We support him. Um, but yeah, Corey, until next week, this has been Arcade Cozy. I'm Fizectic. 
Why should your <laughs> hobbies, hobbies be, be too? Yeah. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Love you guys. <laughs>